The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. Start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Wednesday morning to you, February 28th, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat with you on The Morning Blend. Our producer, Eric, is joining us as well. Thank you so much for tuning in to what is not the last day in February. Good morning, Pat. No, it's not. You got one more day. One more day. And, you know, I I think about this because St. Oswald is his feast day is tomorrow. Poor St. Oswald. He I mean, only like gets once w- every four years, he gets a feast day. So since his his uh, death and since he was made a saint, he's only had, what, maybe uh, 12, 15 uh, feast days to come <laughs> along because it's only every well, four years. Well, he is a saint, though, so there's that. But. Every day in heaven, though, I suppose, is the day but to feel, be glorified. I feel for those people who only have a birthday every, every, every four, four years. years. Yeah. So our good friends that we used to go camping with all the time, they're now in Texas. We're going to be sending them a mess, him a message tomorrow. His birthday is February 29th. So how old is he? So he is this year, if I'm counting correctly, he's 12. (laughs) Yeah, because I believe that what ordinarily would be his 48th birthday is his 12th actual birthday. Yeah. When you get to be my age, that would actually be an advantage. The question we always ask, though, on on the years, of course, when there is not a 29th of February, would he have like his annual birthday party or whatever on the 28th or on the 1st? And which is it? And I think Both. typically it could go either way, again, depending on where it falls in the week. But more often, I, I've read that they want to celebrate in February. So they go with the 20th because that's the month that they were at least born. Ah, they were born okay. in February. Okay. So they just kind of pull it up to the 28th. But <laughs> woohoo! birthday tomorrow on a Thursday midweek. So anyways, but... I've got big important news. This is we're going to celebrate people tomorrow who's born on leap day. Oh, your eyes are sparkling. But today, oh, I love, love, love the Tooth Fairy. It's National <laughs> Tooth Fairy Day today. <laughs> oh, uh, many, many a night I have waited when I was younger. But I tell you what, Pat, that Tooth Fairy has got to carry around a chunk of change these days. Do you mean, now when the change. Tooth Fairy... Change? No, no, I need fold, I know. folded it's, money. Yeah, yeah, her money doesn't jingle, it <laughs> folds. Uh, do you remember what you got... Uh, what the tooth fairy brought you when you had a, a tooth that was under your pillow? The first time, a uh, quarter. A quarter. A quarter. <laughs> so I'm with you. I think I was getting, a, a, you know, 50 cents, maybe a, a, as I got a little bit towards the end, it might have been a dollar, right? But back in 19, I just looked this up because, of course, you lose the teeth, you get the money. First thing you do is go buy a piece of candy. In 1975, a Snickers bar was like 20 cents. Correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, a, a 50 cents got you a, a, a little candy bar and a treat, so to speak, in the, in the toy aisle. Nowadays, you know what the average payout that the Tooth Fairy is making? I looked this up. Got to be like five, ten. It's actually, would you believe she's being affected by inflation as well? Last year, it was just over $6. Wow. Okay. For a tooth okay. this year, 
it's about five seventy five, five eighty. I'm surprised he still gives cash. <laughs> you know what? Pretty soon, kids are going to start pinning their little QR code on their pillow to just send their money directly to their Venmo. <laughs> because kids are smart these days. Why not? Yeah, they don't. What they're like looking at cash. They're like, don't I don't need the cash. Just put it in my Venmo. Thanks. I'm glad that the that the teeth market though has stayed consistent at least. Right? It's still a commodity that the tooth fairy is interested in trading. Right. So yes. that that's good. All of all of us children can be very fortunate about that. that the but teeth inflation still have has, value. has taken a bite. Out of <laughs> taken a bite from the tooth fairy. Yes. So, oh, gosh, that is tough. So, uh, yeah. So to our, our tooth fairy, we are so grateful for all that she does. Now, I have a funny story. I did have a niece. Uh, her and her brother, my nephew, were born, you know, relatively close within uh, like a year and a half between them. He lost a tooth and he got money from the tooth fairy. And my niece thought, this is the greatest Uh gig I have Uh ever seen. Picked a tooth in her mouth, wiggled it out within a week. (laughs) Yeah, got it underneath the pillow. And you know what? That tooth fairy left her a note. No money. She said, I know what you did, and the Tooth Fairy does not pay money for teeth that don't come out on their own. Oh, don't mess with the Tooth Fairy. let those teeth come out on (laughs) their own. Yeah, don't mess with the Tooth Fairy. Now I'm trying to keep them in. Yeah, that's all of our difficulty now. Yeah, we don't, we had to, we got to pay a lot now if we lose the tooth, Definitely a lot more than $6, for sure, (laughs) for sure. Oh, gosh. Well, on this wonderful Wednesday morning on this National Tooth Fairy Day, Uh, Pat, what do you got coming up? Well, we have got our friend Yvonne Heath talking about fasting. And uh, we're in that season of fasting, almsgiving, and and prayer, of course, the Lenten season. So we'll look at one of those pillars with Yvonne. And Brenda, we were all geared up for the new terminal at PDX to open. Yes. No. What? No, they're going to delay it. We've got the details on that ahead of news. Yeah. I'm disappointed because it really looks cool. It looks amazing. But But you know what? Safety first is what they're saying. For sure. And we'll be so glad when that day comes when it is finally open. I am looking forward to that. And again, more prayers for Pope Francis. Mm. Hopefully he didn't do too much too soon. He, after his Wednesday audience, had to go back to Jamelli Hospital for additional diagnostic testing. He's I knew when Cardinal Perilin well. was so optimistic there that, that that I was like, you're getting ahead of yourself. Yes. But uh, okay, we'll pray for the Holy Father's okay. healing. Yeah. We'll have an update on his health for you as well. A great show ahead for you again on this Wednesday morning. We're going to start things now with Sean Garrison and Sarah Kroger, God Alone. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. God with cries of gladness for the Lord the most high the awesome is the great king over all the earth sing praise to the Lord sing praise sing praise to our king sing praise in God alone my soul rejoices in God alone my spirit sings he alone my strength Oh, 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 oh. 
Saturday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That is Sean Garrison and God Alone. 710, it's Pat, Brenda, and Eric here on The Morning Blend. Glad to have you here with us on this Wednesday, St. Joseph's Day and uh, Hump Day, if you will. And just ahead, we're in the midst of this Lenten season. And how are you doing? How are you doing, Brenda? Mm. I, 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 I could know, be better. Uh, well, uh, I'm doing it, but I could be better. I got better. asked that Sunday, and I and I said I'm, I'm I think I'm a solid C. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe C plus. Okay, but we've got some tips for you if you you are kind of struggling with that fasting part of things. Yvonne Heath has got some advice for you coming up next after we check that very rainy weather forecast at Monterey Radio. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Father Robert Barcelos in prayer with the morning offering. A morning prayer written by St. Therese. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O my God, I offer Thee all my actions of this day for the intentions and for the glory of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I desire to sanctify every beat of my heart, my every thought, my simplest works, by uniting them to his infinite merits. And I wish to make reparation for my sins by casting them into the furnace of his merciful love. O my God, I ask of thee for myself and for those whom I hold dear, the grace to fulfill perfectly thy holy will, to accept for love of thee the joys and sorrows of this passing life, so that we may one day be united together in heaven for all eternity. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Materday Radio is excited to feature all the dynamic activities of our local Catholic communities with our Parish of the Week. This week we shine our spotlight on visitation of the Blessed Virgin Mary Catholic Church and school in Verbords. We proudly salute Pastor Father Michael Vuki, the staff, students, and parishioners at Visitation. There's a lot more happening in Verbord than their famous sausage dinners. For almost 150 years, they've been dedicated to sharing the good news and love of Jesus Christ. Want to nominate your church as our next Parish of the Week? Send an email to info at materdayradio.com. That's info, I-N-F-O, at materdayradio.com. Then listen Tuesday morning at 840 when our digital disciple Sarah Kinsey joins the Morning Blend to announce our next Parish of the Week with a tribute on the Hail Mary Media app and Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 713 here at Mater Day Radio, high of 53, low of 38 today, 100% chance of precipitation all day. Gusty winds up to 36 miles an hour through the valley, heavy snow in the mountains, rain for the rest of the week. But Friday evening, they're saying there's a 45% chance that that's going to be a rain and snow mix. Again with the snow. Wow. Mm, it's back again. Can't get rid of it. 
45 with some drizzle coming down at our Parish of the Week, Visitation Catholic Church and School in Verbort. And it is 47 degrees at Catholic Community Services of Clark County in Vancouver. Healthy Living with Yvonne is the name of the organization, and Yvonne Heath is joining us here on the Morning Blend. One of the pillars of Lent is fasting. Yvonne, exactly what do we mean by fasting? Fasting is a Catholic discipline for reducing our food consumption for a specific period of time. It is a spiritual practice that we have done it for many years, ever since Jesus. Jesus fasted mm-hmm. in the desert. So there, it's, uh, it's helped us to detach our worldly desires and focus on God. So by giving something up, we gain something much greater. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, because when we take something out of our body, even if it's internally, we have to put back something, you know, replenish it, replenish it. So we take the food away and uh-huh. bring God in. Exactly. I like that. How do you recommend we get started with fasting? We can start with a plan. We need a plan. Because if we don't have a plan, I don't know if it happened to you, but it happened to me in the past. Like I said, oh, I'm going to give up this. And then it's like halfway to Lent. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I haven't even started. (laughs) So we really need a plan for everything. So you just plan what are you going to give up or how are you going to do your fasting. But um, depends on where you are. If you are the beginning, a beginner, a person that you never fast before, just start slowly. Just start with uh, taking things that... They are really, really hard for you to give away, like sugar. And then, or if you are an amateur, you know, like, okay, I fast every Friday or whatever. Just add an extra day. We're speaking with Vaughn Heath, who is with Healthy Living with Vaughn, and we're talking about fasting for Lent. Now, you mentioned the term intermittent fasting. What exactly is that? And when we say intermittent, how long a period of time are we talking about? Yes, it's, it's very on vogue. Everybody tries to use it, all the athletes or people try to lose, lose weight. It's been, yeah. it's been using for losing weight mostly. And intermittent fasting means just to, to fast for certain periods of time. You just eat for a, correctly, just a, eat for a period of time. For example, if you do like 12-8 or 12-16-8, that's where the most common one, that people fast for 16 hours and only eats in a period of eight hours. I don't recommend to start like 16 hours and then eight, only eat eight hours. If you are the first time you are doing this, just start with eight hours or 10 and increase it. I feel fine for eight and then 10 hours, not just fasting. And then just go 12, maybe to start is a good one. Because the, if you think about it, fasting is just like stop eating, for example, 8 p.m. Don't eat anything else. And if you think about it, the next day, 8 to 8 is 12 hours. And you are basically sleeping most of the time. Ah. So it's not really like sacrificing a lot. But if we wake up and you don't eat at 8, but you stretch it all the way to 10, there's 14 hours. And they say, well, I'm just going to make a sacrifice and do it till noon. Then you have your 16 hours. Mm -hmm. And then it's, it's pretty doable, but you have to start slowly. And of course... Check with your doctor. Always check with your doctor. I think that's an excellent recommendation to check with your health physician Mm -hmm. because you are going to be going periods without nutrients and and you don't want to jeopardize your health. So great advice there. What are some other techniques that we could use to be successful with our fasting? Sure, yeah. Just to, as we said, be clear in the plan. So you have Uh one thing, a big thing is clear your pantry. 
because if you don't clean it, it's, everything is there. And it's so easy just to to have the temptation. So one first thing is avoid temptations. So clean your pantry and don't have it at home. Don't go to places that you know is going to be something that you cannot resist. Another is like, if you are fasting, don't seek for attention. Don't feel like, oh, like all sad. Because the Bible says in a passage, you know, like when you fast, don't let anybody know that you're doing it. Look like you are just full of life and you don't want to feel like, oh, poor thing. You get attention from other people. So otherwise it's not going to be a sacrifice. It's not a penance. Stay busy. You can, you have to stay busy. Otherwise, if you are bored or you are like, what should I do? What should I do? The first thing that comes to our mind, food. Mm. And what kind of food? Not good food. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> it's not like, oh, I'm craving a lettuce right now. Right? <laughs> it's like, oh, I wish I could have some crackers or cookies or some processed food. So that's not an, another thing is focus on moderation and your nutrition. For Put together nutrition nutritional uh, meals. Like mainly that protein and fats, because that will he keep you full longer. So you won't be like starving like every single time or between meals. So you don't have to snack either. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that. We're speaking with Yvonne Heath, who is a health coach. Healthy Living with Yvonne is the name of her coaching outfit. And you talk about that nutrition. How do we break a fast? What's the best way for us if we're coming off of that, say, 14, 16 hours of mm-hmm. not eating? How do we get back into it? Totally. I would recommend to start with small portions. Uh-huh. So don't, don't say, oh, my goodness, I've been 16 hours without eating. I'm going to devour a whole chicken or something, <laughs> you know, like like indulge yourself. No, just go easy, small portions and easily uh, digestible foods like toast, oatmeal, eggs, avocado, berries, applesauce, bananas, watermelon. So all the fermented foods, they are great for your probiotics and your tract digestion. So yeah, start with those foods that don't make you feel like all sluggish or because if you break your fast with all kinds of processed food or high fat, then you're going to feel awful and your stomach like all sleepy and without energy. So it's it's not going to have the effect that we are looking for. And then... How would we incorporate fasting beyond the Lenten season, maybe making it part of our lifestyle year-round? Well, we can do that. We can incorporate fasting days or and or choose one or two, or you can do it, I mean, daily if you want. Um, and so for a specific, so you can do certain foods or you can do the intermittent fasting that I was mentioning. But just remember, it should be done proper with proper knowledge and always consulting with your doctor. Mm-hmm. I, I want to emphasize that. Don't do it on your own because, you know, some people can go 18 hours without eating and then, no, 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 that's not healthy at all. So by integrating fasting with your healthy nutrition and um, prayer practices, we can deepen our faith, improve our self-discipline and faster healthy lifestyle. So remember, fasting will help us grow in self-discipline and self-control. You know, I'm one of my clients... She was asking me, where is the borderline between, because it's a fine line between fasting for spiritual reasons and fasting for health, you know, for weight loss or Uh something like that. And you might feel like, oh, this is all vanity or vanity. I don't want that. So if you just keep in mind our why, always keep in mind our why, this is for the glory of God. Then we are not going to feel like, oh, this is just for, you know, because we, at the end of the day, if we don't have a healthy life, we cannot serve God. We cannot help in the mission that he put us in this earth to do. 
Well, I love it. What you said at the beginning is taking something out and bringing something in. Exactly. And that's something we bring in is far greater. It, it's God. Exactly. Yes. Wonderful. Well, great. Well, for more information on fasting and all of the wonderful health programs that Yvonne is involved in, you can visit Healthy Living with Yvonne, I-V-O-N-N-E dot com. And she's Yvonne Heath. Thank you so much, Thank Yvonne. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick. That was a pleasure to be here. It is 723 here at Mater Day Radio. One of the pillars of this Lenten season is prayer, and Mater Day Radio wants to pray with you. Our prayer hotline is available and open for you to call. Our prayer warriors take those intentions every day from Mater Day Radio and pray those. We also would love to pray for your faithfully departed. Please let us know their name, and we'll include them in the daily recitation of the rosary. You can find out information on that as well by going to materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. Would you like to make your spring cleaning plans a little easier this year? Let Mater Day Radio give you a hand. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you would like to clear out, our vehicle donation program is just the answer. You can donate your vehicle to Mater Day Radio and get a likely tax deduction in return. It's quick and easy, giving you a real jumpstart to your spring cleaning. Learn more about our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. 724 Monterey Radio. It's the Morning Blend with Brenda Pat and Eric. And the National Eucharistic Pilgrimage is coming into Oregon what? Memorial Day weekend. We'll tell you about the route. I'm excited about this. This is going to be really cool. Ooh, nice. That's ahead in news. And Pope Francis attends his Wednesday audiences, greets pilgrims, shakes hands then heads to the hospital. Mm. He's had some diagnostic testing, and I'll have an update for you as well coming up in news. Here is the Vigil Project and Hosanna. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
heart of God has come His one begotten Son Setting us free and breaking the chains of the world We lift our hands in praise Every heart proclaims Blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life, the Vigil Project, and Hosanna. It's 7.30. 
Pope Francis went to the hospital on Robes-Tiber Island on Wednesday morning after meeting with the public at his general audience. The Vatican confirmed on February 28th that the Pope underwent diagnostic tests at Gemelli Hospital before returning to his Vatican residence shortly after noon. According to the Holy See Press Office, the Pope has had mild flu-like conditions since at least Saturday when he canceled his scheduled public appearances. Catholic News Agency reports the Pope appeared in a wheelchair at his Wednesday audience in Paul VI Hall, where he had an aide read his speech for him after telling the crowd that he was still not well. Despite feeling unwell, the Pope greeted the crowd at the end of the audience, shaking hands with visiting pilgrims, blessing newlywed couples, and speaking with bishops. Before visiting the hospital, the Vatican has not yet to release details as to the results of the hospital's tests. The Port of Portland will delay opening its new main terminal at Portland International Airport, PDX, due to safety concerns. The original opening date was set for the end of May. A rescheduled date has not been determined yet, but Port of Portland officials anticipate having an updated opening time frame to share by late March. The new main terminal is the centerpiece of a broader overhaul that the Port of Portland refers to as PDX Next, which got underway back in 2019. The overhaul also includes new Concourse B, a new car rental center, and a redesigned transit hub. Most of the other components have already opened. The main terminal's last piece of Phase 1 and was scheduled to open in late May. The Port of Portland initially said that further construction is in the works through the end of 2025. During evening mass on February 24th, a priest in Italy was targeted by a local criminal organization. Father Felice Palomara noticed a strange smell coming from the chalice. Bleach had been poured into liturgical vessels, laboratory analysis later confirmed. Realizing what was happening, he was forced to interrupt the liturgy to report the incident to local police. Days prior, the priest's car had been damaged by unidentified vandals. In addition to that, Father Francesco Pontoriero, also of the same diocese, has received explicit death threats in recent days. The two priests were presumably targeted for their constant commitment to the rule of law and their struggle against local mafia. The Sarah route of the National Eucharistic Pilgrimage will be passing through eastern Oregon during the upcoming Memorial Day weekend. The western leg of the National Procession will begin in San Francisco on May 17th, Pentecost Sunday, and travel through 18 dioceses en route to Indianapolis for the National Eucharistic Congress set for July 17th through 22nd. The National Eucharistic Pilgrimage will enter Oregon in the Diocese of Baker from the Diocese of Reno at McDermott, Oregon on May 26th, the Sunday of Memorial Day weekend. It will depart from the Diocese of Baker at the Blessed Sacrament Church in Ontario on Memorial Day, May 27th, in a solemn Eucharistic procession before crossing into the Diocese of Boise. Other Oregon Locations for the National Eucharistic Pilgrimage include stops in Burns, Jantara, and Vail. And this is a walking pilgrimage, right? It is correct. I, I believe part of it will be, though, uh, transported by vehicle. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Incredible. And from all four corners of this country, and they will meet at that Eucharistic Congress. But coming through coming through Eastern Oregon would be pretty exciting. Nice. I, I'm, I'm, you know, in this Memorial Day weekend, I'm thinking, you know, it might, might be a road trip. Okay. Yeah. I like it. 
Well, in a meeting yesterday, Evergreen School District laid out their recommendations to shave $20 million from the next school year budget. While there are potential administrator furloughs and a freeze on new curriculum additions, almost all will be staff cuts. The district says they gave staff the heads up last week as to who would be impacted. According to Evergreen Public Schools, this includes 30 positions in the district office, 19 positions in district-wide, 22 at elementary school, 60 positions in middle and high schools, and nine positions in specialty schools in all. They propose this will be a savings of around $19.5 million. And in sports, well, the OSAA 6A Boys Basketball State Championships got underway yesterday. And good news on the Catholic schools. Central Catholic, the number one seed, blew out North Medford 84-56. And Jesuit topped South Eugene 73-50. Up next, it will be Central Catholic taking on Mountainside on Friday. And also Friday, Jesuit will face South Medford uh, up in Washington State. We've got Seton Catholic High School trying to stay alive in that Class 1A state round of 12. They've got that elimination game tonight against Meridian of Bellingham, and that will be in Yakima. Pat, have you ever received what's called a white elephant gift? Yes. Yeah, so nowadays it's more of a gag gift, something of little value. But back in the day, a white elephant was kind of the idea of a valuable possession, but was difficult to get rid of. Or perhaps the upkeep of that thing was more expensive than the value of the item. And Pope Leo X, maybe he felt that way when he received a white elephant gift as also And in his case, it was a real white elephant, like with a trunk and everything. It was a gift from the King Manuel of Portugal. Pope Leo was a popular leader who had helped to keep peace between European rivals, held Islam at bay, and encouraged Portugal in its exploration and discoveries in the Americas. So imagine the context in which this elephant arrived in medieval Rome. In 1514, there were no geographic, no TV documentaries, no cameras that would take pictures of these things. And really, there weren't a whole lot of drawings. So can you imagine what Romans felt at that time when a boat docked and off came an elephant? Well, they marched it right through the streets. This gift from King Manuel was named Hanno. He was transported by land and sea. Now, according to legend, it was walked right the, through the thoroughfare. As it approached the papal throne, the trainer gave it a command and the elephant genuflected on one knee, thrilling the audiences. Wow. Now, Hanno's arrival was commemorated in sketches and woodcuts at the time, and the story of his arrival was immortalized in poetry even. Hanno became a treasured addition to the papal collections. A special building was erected to house the large animal located right between St. Peter's Basilica and the Apostolic Palace. But Hanno's time at the Vatican was short. In just two years after it had arrived, the great animal got sick. And in uh, June of that year, with the Pope by his side, Hanno died. And it was benefiting a member of the royal family. Hanno was memorialized in a fresco by the artist Raphael. And Pope Leo himself composed the epitaph in which part of it says, Under this great hill... I lie buried, mighty elephant, which the King Manuel, having conquered the Orient, sent as captive to Pope Leo X 
at which the people of Rome marveled, a beast not seen for a long time. Well, I've never heard that. That is amazing. An el- papal elephant. So when you go to Rome, you're going to have to check for that. <laughs> I'm going to find. That's I'm amazing. Gonna, I'm going to try to find this fresco of Hanno. That is wow. my goal. Oh, man. They must have been so much happier seeing a big white elephant as a gift as opposed to Hannibal coming over the mountains yes, with yeah, his well, elephant. I was thinking yes. that, too. <laughs> much, much better. <sighs> it's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, this Friday is the first Friday of the month, and in addition to all of the beautiful liturgical celebrations going on at the Grotto, they are also hosting an American Red Cross blood drive from 10 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Visit the Grotto and give blood. I do believe we're still in a shortage of blood across the country, so whatever you can do to help, please give at the Grotto. For these and more events in our Catholic community, go online, matradayradio.com, and find it on the free Hail Mary Media app. And as we mentioned yesterday, the Grotto still has that 100 coats for 100 years going on, I guess, today and tomorrow. Already over 1,000 coats have come in at the Grotto. That is incredible. Hey, speaking of incredible, we have got uh, our Lord in Eucharistic Adoration at St. Michael's coming up for First Friday downtown. And we'll be checking in with Christine Bromarkle to tell us all about this very special evening happening in downtown Portland after we check the rainy weather forecast next at Monterey Radio. The Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship, a place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com. Join Mater Dei Radio and Holy Cross Priest, Father Stephen Kaith, in a prayer for vocations. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord of the harvest, your word finds a home in our hearts, calls us into community, and invites us to generous service of the human family. Bless with courage and spirit your priestly people call to full participation in the one body of Christ. May many choose to respond in public service to your call offered in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matradayradio.com. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman. 
co-hosts of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Mantra Day Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you. Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Modern Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. 7.42 here at Modern Day Radio. High of 53, low of 38 today. 100% chance of precipitation all day. The trees are waving around outside the studio right now. Gusty winds of up to 36 miles an hour, so... Be careful out there or fly a kite. Either way, winter storm warning uh, still in effect for the mountains. They're going to get some heavy snow tonight. 45% chance that we get snow Friday night. I want one of those big dragon kites. Oh, those are always the easiest to fly to. (laughs) Right now, downtown Portland, it's 46 degrees at St. Michael Catholic Church. And 47 degrees at St. Frederick Catholic Church out in St. Helens. Each first Friday of the month, St. Michael's Catholic Church in downtown Portland holds a special event. I'm Sarah Kinsey with Mater Day Radio, and joining me this morning is Kristen Brotmarkle. She is the Young Adult Coordinator for St. Michael's, and she is joining me this morning to talk about the event as well as Eucharistic adoration and what the first Friday devotion is. Kristen, thank you so much for joining us, and can you tell us a little bit about your role and the Young Adult Ministry at St. Michael's? Yes, of course. Thank you, Sarah. I'm so grateful to be here. And my role specifically, I'm working both with young adults through our ARC program and ministry, as well as helping coordinate and lead the Alpha program. Our young adult program, the ARC community, is a community of young adults in their 20s and 30s who are seeking to grow in fellowship and faith. We provide events and service opportunities such as Works of Mercy and other outside events outside the parish. We do hikes and ski trips, and we've done a lot of fun retreats as well. Our Camp Verso Alto is a yearly retreat that we go and hike and river raft. So we have a plethora of opportunities for young adults to meet friends in the faith and to also grow in holiness, hopefully, no matter where they are starting on the journey. I'm very pleased that we have people who come in who are are new to the faith and we get to share a little bit more. And then we have those who come in who are strong in their faith and excited to serve. So my role, I get to help coordinate those events and lead an amazing team of volunteers that helps make those events happen. Well, it's an incredible community. I'm blessed that I've gotten to participate in some of the things that you do. And I really want to ask you about this holy hour and social hour. So can you tell us about this great event? This is probably the event we're most well-known for. It's every month on the first Friday. It starts at 7 p.m. in our church at St. Michael's. And we start with the rosary prayer. And then after the rosary, we have a holy hour followed by a social hour. So what that holy hour consists of is an hour of prayer in the church in front of the Blessed Sacrament. So that's Jesus Christ in the Eucharist, in the host that's displayed in front of us. And the prayer is guided often. So our priest, usually Father Ignacio, will lead us in that adoration hour. But what I love about it is there are ample moments of silence as well. Mm -hmm. So he'll guide everyone, especially because people are often new to holy hours, so that we get to pray and petition, pray and devotion, pray and surrender, and, and worship Jesus Christ, who as Catholics we truly believe 
is present in the Eucharist in front of us. We also have live music. So between the prayer and the and the song, we get to have silence as well as some guided moments. And that Eucharistic adoration is a really important part of our faith. So this whole social event really does revolve around starting with this holy hour mm-hmm. because many Catholics, as we know, don't even believe or know that Jesus truly is present in the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. So this year is the year of the Eucharistic revival. So we are grateful to use our holy hours as a way to help young adults encounter the Eucharist, encounter Jesus there. And it's really a beautiful opportunity to have a Friday night with Jesus. Weeks can be long. Mm -hmm. And I know from my own experience, Fridays roll around and I just want to go to bed or read a book. (laughs) I'm the same way. (laughs) So I want to encourage young adults who are listening that that first part of our event, the Holy Hour, is really a time to sit in front of Jesus and release your burdens and release whatever you're carrying and worship him and be, be in rest. So that's the first half of the event. And then we follow the Holy Hour with a social hour. So we go downstairs into our parish hall and we have food, we have fellowship, We have a different theme every month. So early Mm -hmm. January, for example, we had a Christmas party since as Catholics, we were still celebrating the Christmas season. Right. We'll usually have about 60 young adults, sometimes 70 at this event. It's a great turnout. Yeah. So it's especially after everyone's been in prayer and everyone is in a place of either joy or peace or excitement. It's usually a beautiful opportunity for people to meet new friends and also see old friends. And from my own personal experience, it is a wonderful event, like you said. I am speaking this morning with Kristen Broatmarkle. She is the Young Adult Coordinator at St. Michael's Catholic Church in downtown Portland. Kristen, as we've been talking about this First Friday event, can you explain to us what is the significance of holding this event always on the First Friday? Mm, Great question, Sarah. So First Friday is a special day every month in devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. In the 17th century, Jesus appeared to St. Margaret Mary Alacoque and invited her to share the First Friday devotion to his Sacred Heart. And through that, there are special graces. And in fact, he shared 12 promises with her. There are a few uh, requirements for this. Each person for nine consecutive months must receive communion, and it's suggested to go to confession often within eight days. So Mm -hmm. for anyone who's interested in learning more, I do encourage you to speak to a priest or we'll, we'll post a link with more information. What's really beautiful and unique about the Holy Hour at St. Michael's is at the end of the Holy Hour, we have a communion service. Okay. Those who are in a state of grace are able to come up and receive communion on that first Friday. And the St. John Society, who are the priests at St. Michael's, they created this event for college students as well as young adults who often aren't going to Mass at Mm -hmm. 6 a.m. or at noon, but they can come to a holy hour at 7 p.m. So it's really a beautiful way to allow young adults to give reverence and worship to the sacred heart of Jesus Mm -hmm. and even reach those nine First Fridays. And ultimately, we ask anyone who comes and is looking to do that, that you're doing it with a devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus. As Catholics, we're not superstitious. We don't believe that just by checking a box, you're going to receive a grace But if you go with a contrite heart and a sincere devotion to the sacred heart, there are 12 promises, and I will not read all of them, (laughs) 
But I love the sixth promise. Sinners shall find in my heart the source in the infinite ocean of mercy. Hmm. So Jesus has given 12 promises to those who fulfill the nine consecutive First Fridays. And that's why we love to share this specific event on Fridays. As I shared with you, I didn't realize that that was the reason for this event being held on the first Friday. I love the intentionality behind this. Kristen, what would some encouragement be to someone that's thinking about attending this event? If someone has a Friday night free in the area, and especially if you're a young adult, I would invite you to come and see This is a very welcoming, warm, and low-pressure way to worship our Lord Jesus and make new friends. Mm -hmm. Personally, um, I wasn't here in Portland, but several years ago when I was coming into the Catholic Church, I remember the day and the moment that I went to my first young adult event. And I didn't meet a lot of friends that night, but I remember the awe and the gratitude of realizing there are other young adults seeking holiness, who seemed somewhat normal, whatever the word means. I mean, we all have our eccentricities, but people who I could be friends with. And I knew that day that my life changed forever. So that's why I am really passionate about young adult ministry and offering this event, because if someone feels alone in their faith walk, and maybe you even live an hour away, I invite you to Join us. You will hopefully meet some friends, but you'll also spend time with Jesus. And that holy hour is very special. It's a very simple and sincere way to spend time with Jesus and come as you are. As Catholics and those striving for holiness and growing in the faith, we can often think of how much we need to do. Mm-hmm. And adoration really is about receiving God's love. Yeah. There are certainly things we can do for God and we can praise him. But I know from experience that Friday nights, I'm not looking to do a lot. And there have been people who come who are Christians and not yet Catholics. And just being able to go to a church and gaze upon Jesus, we believe that's God in front of us. I've I've cried. I've seen many people just be able to rest and release and rejuvenate. So whether you're looking for friends or you're looking for some silent time with Jesus, this event provides both. And Kristen, if someone is looking for more information, how can they find out more? If someone wants to see what upcoming events we have, one of the best places is our website, stmichaelportland.org. Then you can do slash ARC or go to the ARC program. You can reach out to me at ARC at stmichaelportland.org. We are on Instagram, stmichael underscore arc. We are on Facebook. We also have a WhatsApp group. Oh, great. That's linked in our Instagram and on our website. And that has over 50 people who not only are learning about the events we hold, but we have a meetup group where young adults share things that they're doing around Portland as well. Awesome. Well, we'll be praying for the success of this ministry and that more young adults uh, will come and join you. Kristen, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Sarah. I'm hoping that someone listening today is inspired to come, whether this first Friday or a future one. We do this the whole year round, September through June. We just take July and August off. So we hope to see you. 
753 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Christine got me pumped up. That sounds exciting. Isn't that amazing? Yes. You know, I and, love it. And Eucharistic adoration, especially first Friday, first Saturday devotion, is a great way to renew your hope. And that's the theme of our spring share which we have coming up April 8th through the 12th. We are building that matching fund right now. Got a report. We're already off to a great start oh, in building that amen. matching fund. This is really what we do during the event in April is use that matching fund to encourage people to give during the broadcast event. So the more we have now, the more we can bring in during the share But we need your help to build that matching fund. You can get all the details on our Renew Your Hope Spring share at MatraDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Mark your calendar April 8th through 12th and join us for all the fun. And if you feel led in that direction during this season mm-hmm. of almsgiving, why not make a gift in the matching fund to Matraday Radio? All the details again, MatraDayRadio.com and on the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Blanchet House of Hospitality. Since 1952, the Blanchet House has been providing food, clothing, shelter, and aid to those in need. Services include a downtown Portland cafe, residential living, transitional housing, case management, and a 12-step program at the farm. Support and volunteer opportunities are online at blanchethouse.org. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio. KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Time and again, we hear from grateful listeners who tell us their faith lives have been nourished by Mater Day Radio. We hope these wonderful testaments to our spirit-filled broadcast never cease. You can help ensure the future of our broadcast by naming Mater Day Radio as a beneficiary in your will or other forms of estate planning. By leaving a legacy to Mater Day Radio, you are supporting a gospel message of prayer and hope heard by thousands of listeners every day. Learn more about our estate planning options at materdayradio.com. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio. 756 at Mantra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And there was a very tragic incident that happened over the weekend Sunday in a homeless camp here in Portland. We've got an update on on that and what's going on with that. I know you reported that earlier in the week. Just really tragic mm, news. Sure. Yeah, well, and there is cause for celebration also for the Filipino community and the church in the Philippines. The first uh, international shrine dedicated there recently, and I'll have that news for you as well coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Thank you for everything were the final words of blessed Carlo Noki in 1956 as he took his final breath. 
all of his life to this point had been dedicated to God and caring for his children who had been tragically affected by two world wars, both directly and indirectly. Father Carlos saw what he described as the total nakedness of man as they were threatened by pure evil that was beyond their control. He himself was almost overcome by the evils of this world, but God wasn't done with him yet. Before I get ahead of myself, I'm gonna backtrack to earlier in his life. By the time Carlo was ordained a priest in 1924, he knew loss. He lost his father and both brothers early on in illness. And by 1939, he lost his mother whom he dearly loved. Throughout it all, he followed his passion in educating the youth to bring them closer to the love of the father. He became so well known that he was appointed the spiritual director of the Gonzaga Institute by the Cardinal Archbishop of Milan. From there, Father Carlo was tasked with his most difficult assignment yet, to serve as chaplain of the Alpine Division during the Russian front. These men were trained to specifically fight in the crucial climates of the mountainous region, and the mountains themselves can be quite unforgiving. Barely surviving frostbite in the warfare, Father Carlo collected the last wishes of his dying fellow soldiers and set out across Italy to deliver those messages to their family members. While traveling, he joined an association that aided refugees, allied prisoners of war, and the Jews fleeing to Switzerland, where they would be safe from the war. Father Carlo began writing commentary in illegal magazines like Il Rebel and the Diocesan Italia. He was arrested a number of times for his writings, but was quickly released on the intervention of the Archbishop of Milan. He also founded various foundations for children most affected by the war efforts, which included orphans and those mutilated by polio and other extreme diseases. He became a father figure to the children he served, and he cared for each of them until his death from cancer in 1956. But he still lived on in their hearts, and they knew he was on his way to our Heavenly Father. Because Father Carlo was an organ donor, his corneas were donated to two young blind individuals, and miraculously, their eyesight was restored. He continued to serve the youth even after his death. We don't know how God will work through the pain we experience, but we can rest assured knowing that evil is only permitted in the world, both natural and moral, because God will make good come out of it. Blessed Carlo changed the lives of so many individuals, despite the horrors and loss he himself endured, and we're all called to respond in the same way, to serve as a beacon of hope to our suffering brothers and sisters. Blessed Carlo Noki, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is a three-minute daily reflection that unpacks the lives of the saints with practical messages for everyday life. That is Awaken the Saint for today. And more information about the lives of the saints and access our Lenten resources, download today our free Hail Mary media app. You can find all the details at matradayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. A driver charged with hitting and killing a man near a homeless camp at Southeast Belmont and Southeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard in Portland's Buckman neighborhood on Sunday threatened to run over the camp prior to the deadly crash, according to witness statements detailed in a new court document. Portland police took 22-year-old Shane McKeever into custody Sunday. The man who was hit was taken to Oregon Health and Science University Hospital, where he later died. Portland police and the medical examiner have not released his name, but he was identified in the court documents as David Bentley. Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler's office released a statement about Bentley's death yesterday, calling it a sobering testament of how dangerous living on the streets can be. 
The Catholic Church in the Philippines celebrated a mass of Thanksgiving at the nation's very first international shrine. The special mass took place at the International Shrine of Our Lady of Peace and Good Voyage. The Catholic Bishops' Conference of the Philippines petitioned for Antipolo Cathedral's elevation to the status of international shrine in 2021 as it annually draws millions of pilgrims from the Philippines and abroad was approved in the summer of 2022 and formally designated as the International Shrine of Our Lady of Peace and Good Voyage on March of 2023. Our Lady of Peace and Good Voyage is the first international shrine in the Philippines. Never heard of Our Lady of Good Voyage. Isn't that a beautiful name? Yeah, and I'm looking at this image. Incredible. It's incredible. Absolutely. American Cardinal Raymond Burke is inviting Catholics to join in praying a nine-month novena seeking Mary's intercession beginning on March 12th and culminating on the feast day of Our Lady of Guadalupe on December 12th. Cardinal Burke, who founded the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in La Crosse, Wisconsin, announced the initiative in a recent video address to pray for the church amid the forces of sin. Novena is a traditional Catholic practice, usually consisting of a nine-day series of prayers, but it can be much longer or shorter. Those who sign up for the nine-month novena will receive short video reflections from the Cardinal each month, in addition to regular written reflections and prayers. Participants can register now on the Shrine's website at guadalupeshrine.org. A recent stolen vehicle operation led to over a dozen arrests and the seizure of multiple stolen cars, according to the Portland Police Bureau. The operation happened on Monday and focused on the East Portland metro area. In all, seven stolen vehicles were recovered. Fifteen people were arrested. Multiple firearms were also seized by the police. The Vancouver Police Department also conducted its own stolen vehicle operation in Washington, Portland police say they helped when people eluded across the Columbia River. Portland police said they've seen a decrease in vehicle thefts over the last 10 months. Police data shows, though, there were 700, excuse me, 473 vehicles stolen in January of 2024. However, that's down from the previous year when 984 vehicles were stolen in January of last year. In sports at the Moda Center, the Portland Trailblazers lost center DeAndre Anton as he exited last night's 106-96 loss against the Miami Heat with a sprained right hand. Coach Chauncey Billups said that x-rays on Anton's hand came back negative after he was involved in a collision with Miami's Kevin Love late in the first quarter and fell hard to the floor. The Blazers lost their ninth consecutive game, and it's their longest losing streak of a very, very long season. The Blazers will start a three-game road trip, and hopefully their fortunes will turn in Memphis. They take on the Grizzlies at 5 o'clock Friday, followed by a 5 o'clock game back in Memphis on Saturday. There are many different biblical verses you can use to meditate during Lent, but one that could be especially helpful was suggested by Pope Benedict XVI back in 2007. Philip Kozlowski at Alatea reminds us that he picked a single verse that he wanted to focus on during the entire Lenten season. It says, They shall look on him whom they have pierced. From the book of John, chapter 19, verse 37. 
Pope Benedict then explained his choice and how it can help us focus during Lent. He said, this is the biblical theme that this year's guides our Lenten reflection. Lent is a favorable time to learn to stay with Mary and John, the beloved disciple close to him who on the cross died. Even though this verse he selected was short, it can sustain our spiritual life with a great wealth and spiritual reflection. Pope Benedict continued his meditation by saying, Dear brothers and sisters, let us look at Christ pierced on the cross. He is the surpassing revelation of God's love, a love in which eros and agape, far from being opposed, enlighten each other. On the cross, it is God himself who begs the love of his creatures. He is thirsty for the love of every one of us. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, what's going on here at Monterey Radio is that Visitation in Verbort is our Parish of the Week. And this week, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, they are having their annual rummage sale from 7.30 in the morning to 6 in the afternoon. Anything you can think of, it's there for a bargain and supporting a good cause. I highly encourage you to go check that out. You never know what you can find at a good parish rummage sale. You know what I'm going to be looking for? What's that? Sausage and crowd. (laughs) Maybe they might have a little booth. Uh, You never know what you need until you see it at a rummage sale. I need some verbort sausage. Very badly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for these and more events in our Catholic community, visit our website, moderndayradio.com. There you can find all everything on the community calendar, and you can find it on our Hail Mary media app. And we've got rain in the forecast. Surprise, surprise. But that's not going to dampen the spirits of the ladies in the Santiam Vicariate. They have got a big event coming up, and we're going to talk with Mary Lineberg. She'll be leading that women's retreat coming up next after we check the rainy weather forecast at Matre Radio. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are, and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. You would send the Holy Spirit to them. You would send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatuDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. 
Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E dot com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. At Matrade Radio, we constantly strive to be an inspiring source of faith and hope. Sharing the light of Christ restores us individually and also provides a powerful catalyst to revive the heart of our community. Join Mater Day Radio in this crucial mission of leading souls to Jesus and bringing a spirit of renewal into the culture. Mark your calendar for April 8th through 12th to renew your hope during Mater Day Radio's 2024 Spring share It's going to be a week of transformation and you can be a major part of it by helping us build a strong matching fund for the event. Your support now will have a deep impact on our success in April by providing strong encouragement for our share listeners to match your prayerful generosity. To learn more and make your matching gift, go now to MatraDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app and renew your hope during our 2024 Spring share at Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 810 here at Matraday Radio, high of 53, low of 38 today, 100% chance of precipitation. It's sprinkling out here at the studio and the trees are also moving around. There's going to be gusty winds up to 36 mile an hour. Gusts are expected through the valley, heavy snow in the mountains. Rest of the week, rain in the forecast. Currently, it is 51 degrees at St. Thomas Catholic Church out in Camas. And it's 46 at Immaculate Conception Catholic Church in Staten. Throughout the weeks of Lent, so many of us take time away from the busyness of life and set aside time to be with the Lord. And there is no better way for women to gather with those who are like-minded and struggles that we all face throughout our days. The 2024 Women's Retreat is coming up. The Santium Vicariate is putting on a wonderful women's retreat happening at Immaculate Conception Parish Center. The keynote speaker of the day, the wonderful Mary Lennenberg, and she's going to be sharing about her story and applying it to consolation, connection, and freedom. Mary Lennenberg is joining me today to tell us more about this wonderful event. Good morning, Mary. Thanks so much for joining us today, and welcome back to the Pacific Northwest. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute delight to speak to you today. Cannot wait to be there on March 9th. It's sure to be a wonderful event, and people might be familiar. You had joined the morning show before. You've been to the Pacific Northwest for previous retreats, so it's wonderful to be able to have you back again. Mary, you have an incredible story, and, you know, we know as women our grief can be so deep, but the glory of who God created us to be even greater than that. Kind of let our listeners know a little bit about your life and how even in your struggle have allowed God to be your guide. Sure. So I was, um, I've been married now for 35 years to my wonderful husband and Jerry, and we were blessed with four souls, two we lost to miscarriage, one who is married, has his own child, and then our daughter Courtney who passed away nine years ago, and she was a profoundly disabled medically fragile child. And so I lived in the quiet of motherhood and serving my family for 25 years and cared for her as God had asked us to do before he brought her home. And um, I really learned uh, during that time all about the Lord's consolation and the simple things in life and the simple actions of life in serving my family. 
And I was able to uh, come out of that time, that season. I never expected to be called to such a public forum after that. But the Lord, uh, you know, has, a, has an adventure waiting for all of us. And I've now, since, uh, since she's gone home to the Lord in 2014, I've written two books, one called Be Brave and the Scared and the other Be Bold and the Broken, about my journey as a mother, as a woman, um, learning to deal with, you know, my, my own weaknesses and what the Lord has brought and allowed in my life. Um, we've dealt, my husband and I, with addiction within our marriage, um, you know, the loss of a child, all of these things. And so I've, I've written about them, and now I go and travel internationally and lead retreats and encourage other women that are on this journey of life that, you know, no matter how hard it gets, we are never, ever alone. There is that connection that we have with the Holy Spirit and the gifts that He gives us every single day. And of course, the Holy Spirit is the love that it exists between the Father and the Son. So we are directly um, connected to God in that way as well. And and not to lose that hope that the grave is still empty. You know, here we are in Lent, and we're fasting, and we're praying, and we're doing our alms, and our serving, and this is going to be a beautiful day to kind of step away from the everyday hustle and bustle and noise of the world, and really just sit with the Lord and and take a look interiorly, like, where am I? You know, how do I feel connected or disconnected? What is it that I need to bring to Him to let go of? And how can I leave this beautiful morning, uh, this beautiful day with the Lord in freedom, walking toward Easter, toward Holy Week, um, with a lighter heart and a lighter load because I've left it there at the foot of the cross. So I'm really excited to come and to share my story and to encourage the women there in the Pacific Northwest that God is good all the time, no matter what is happening in your life. Mary, you are so open when you share about the struggles and the suffering that you've endured in my own life. I look at all the seasons when you look back through through time and when you're going through it, it is hard to have that hindsight that allows you to know that you are growing and that God is still with you. When you look at the different seasons of your life, we start out as daughters and then women trying to find our way in the world. Some of us go on to be married and every one of those stages in life has struggles and you share very openly about what those were and through any of those times I think people will especially if they're going through that suffering right now they want to say God why are you doing this to me did it was it difficult for you to have that question and remain faithful so that way well until the next season oh, came absolutely. forward yeah <laughs> absolutely I mean, tell us human, about right? that yeah yeah we're human so you know when you're in the midst of desolation you're in the midst of chaos you're in the midst of confusion and and you're walking this path that you have no idea how the story ends you don't know where uh, god is taking it what what he's going to allow in your life it becomes very challenging to get up every single day and go, I have no idea what's going to happen today. I don't know if today, like with our daughter, would we be in the ER? Would she have a seizure that where she stopped breathing? Would, you know, my husband um, transitioned in his job three or four different times, you know, would today be the day that another season of that starts? You know, we dealt with pornography addiction within our marriage. Would this be the day that one of us left? Would this be, you know, we, we just were constantly in the fight for our own heart, our own soul, and the soul of our family. And I, what I learned in that time is, is actually the, the simpler, the better, right? So there were two things, two lessons. Number one, all of us have one job. 
You know, everybody's like, oh, no, this is my job. This is my job. No, we all have one job. God gives us one directive, and that is to love as we have been loved by him, to love him first and foremost, and then to go and love one another as we have been loved. That's it. And when you take it down to that level on a daily basis, what that looked like for me was I got up and I had a choice to make. I was either going to be bitter or I was going to be better, right? And there was a lot of days where I was bitter and I wallowed in it and I got mad at God and I, I threw up my arms and I was like, I'm done with you and, and how could you and the whys and the woulda, shoulda, couldas. And then eventually through prayer, through counsel, through therapy, through, you know, just little miracles happening along the way, I began to be better. Mm. And that was a choice I had to make. I had to choose God and His goodness and believe that, you know, when He says in, in Scripture in Isaiah 41.10, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God, and I will strengthen you, and I will help you, and I will uphold you and your righteous right hand. I mean, that is a foundational Scripture that I would cling to, And the other one was Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through him and gives me strength. So Mm -hmm. I had to figure out who I was in God and whose I was, right? Who is God in me and who am I in him? And, And that took time and it took effort and it took choosing. It was a constant choosing, which then led to the the second step in my life, which is be where your feet are planted and love the person right in front of you. It's as simple as that. And yet, it can be so challenging because the person right in front of you, you might not be in good relationship with, you might be resentful of, you might have been hurt by, and yet the Lord is asking you to forgive. He's asking you to allow His mercy and grace to transform your heart and to be present to Him, right? And so I I learned in serving my daughter and serving my husband and raising my son every single day, you know, to do better and to love the person in front of me and be where I was, be in the present moment. I had not been given the next day. That's a gift that hadn't been given to me. Yesterday, I cannot fix. Mm. It's done. There's nothing I can do about it. So I needed to learn how to be present in the present moment. And that was a tremendous gift my daughter gave me. And it's funny because she's been in heaven now for uh, this past year, December. It was nine years. And, you know, her physical presence kept us in the present moment. Hmm. And now that she's physically gone from us, it becomes more challenging for me to uh, be as unwavering as I was toward the end of her life. You know, I forget to remain in the present moment because I don't have that physical connection right. with her anymore. So I have to remind myself, wait, she's still with me. She's still in my heart. The Lord has never left me. And so be present, do better, be where your feet are. And that's, you know, that is what, um, that's what she taught me. And that's what God has taught me. Well, you can be present with Mary at the upcoming 2024 Women's Retreat, Empowered by Hope, a day of consolation, connection, and freedom. It is coming up on Saturday, March 9th, beginning at 8.30. It is a free event, and pre-registration is now open. Mary, I have loved our conversation so much, and there's more I want to talk to you about about this specific day, because women are not going to want to miss it, but I'm already coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in our next half hour? I'd be delighted to. 
820 at Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That big women's retreat is just one of many, many, many spring events that are going on. And you can find out all about each and every one of them on Monterey Radio's community calendar. It is by far the most thorough listing of Catholic events here in the Pacific Northwest. And it's online at MonterdayRadio.com along with the Hail Mary Media app. And if you use the app, it will integrate right into your mapping program, take you right to where you need to want to go. It's the community calendar from your friends here at Monterey Radio. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Facing difficult problems in your marriage. Oregon Retrovi is a lifeline to married couples helping them restore their marriage and rebuild a loving relationship. Catholic in origin, this Christian marriage program is open to all married couples, no matter what age, walk of life, faith, or ethnic background. Oregon Retrovi is a practical program to improve communication, build stronger marriages, and help couples reconnect. Presenters are not trained marriage counselors, but rather couples sharing their personal stories and the tools that they use to rediscover their love. Begin your journey to healing. All it takes is a decision to find out more. Go to helpourmarriage.org and start the process today. That's HelpOurMarriage.org to learn more about this transformational program. Oregon Retrovi, a lifeline for married couples. From Mark chapter 5, when Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an unclean spirit ran up, screaming and gnashing, and then bowed down. Jesus spoke, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. The unclean spirit then entered nearby swine. Jesus told the man, Go home to your people and report what great things the Lord has done for you, having mercy on you. Do you and I have unclean spirits and at times act a little bit crazy? Life today provides many opportunities to have anxiety, to worry about matters, and beat ourselves up. As we age, we may look back with regrets and remorse, going crazy, overthinking. Instead, let's remember Jesus' words, focusing instead on the great things the Lord has done for us and the times he has shown us his mercy. This has been a bit of Catholic encouragement from Michael Gisandi. Healthcare sharing has been around for decades and began out of the Christian tradition of neighbor helping neighbor. That's the premise Solidarity HealthShare was built on, where a nonprofit medical cost sharing ministry in which our family of members share in each other's eligible medical expenses. Solidarity HealthShare is not insurance, but an alternative way to pay for medical costs that adheres to Catholic Church teachings. We never share into medical care that goes against our morals. More information at SolidarityHealthShare.org. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. 
Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. 825 at Mater Day Radio, The Morning Blend with Brenda, Pat, and Eric. And the Eucharistic Congress is going to be coming up this summer. And a big Eucharistic pilgrimage will be leading into that. And it's going to come through Oregon. We'll tell you about its trip through the Beaver State just ahead. Oh, I hear road trip in our future. Oh, definitely. (laughs) And Pope Francis heading to the hospital after greeting pilgrims at his Wednesday audience, diagnosing testing. He seems to be having a little trouble still with his illness, and I'll have an update for you on that as well. This is beautiful Lenten music for you from Audrey Assad, Even Unto Death. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Jesus, the very thought of you, it fills my heart with love. Jesus, you burn like wildfire, and I
Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Songs for this Lenten season. That's Andre Assad and even unto death. It's 8.30. Pope Francis went to the hospital on Robes Tiber Island on Wednesday morning after meeting with the public at his general audience. The Vatican confirmed that the Pope underwent diagnostic tests at the Gemelli Hospital before returning to his Vatican residence shortly after noon. According to the Holy See Press Office, the Pope had had mild flu-like conditions since at least Saturday when he canceled his scheduled public appearances. Catholic News Agency reports the Pope appeared in a wheelchair at his Wednesday audience in Paul VI Hall, where he had an aide read his speech for him after telling the crowd that he was still not well. Despite feeling unwell, the Pope greeted the pilgrims at the end of the audience, shaking hands with pilgrims, blessing newlywed couples, and speaking with bishops before leaving for the hospital. The Vatican has yet to release details as to the results of the hospital's diagnostic tests. The sour route of the National Eucharistic Pilgrimage will be passing through eastern Oregon during the upcoming Memorial Day weekend. The western leg of the national procession will begin in San Francisco on May 17th, Pentecost Sunday, and travel through 18 dioceses en route to Indianapolis for the National Eucharistic Congress on July 17th through the 22nd. The National Eucharistic Pilgrimage will enter Oregon in the Diocese of Baker from the Diocese of Reno at McDermott, Oregon on the state line May 26th, the Sunday of Memorial Day weekend. It will depart from the Diocese of the Blessed Sacrament Church in Ontario on Memorial Day, May 27th, in a solemn Eucharistic procession before crossing into the Diocese of Boise. Other Eastern Oregon locations for the National Eucharistic Pilgrimage include stops in Burns, Juntera, and Vail. That's amazing. I saw the route map online, and it leaves look looks like the Bay Area, maybe in California, right, yeah. where it begins, and deliberately makes that turn north to try to catch into Oregon, so that way there's pilgrimage in there, and then into Idaho before kind of coming across the United States to that Congress. I mean, it's going to be Memorial Day weekend, so I think we we ought to get over there. We'll okay. get a caravan together. I like and, it. And join them. Yeah, that, uh, Bishop Carey, I'm sure, will welcome us with open arms. <laughs> During evening mass on February 24th, a priest in Italy was targeted by a local criminal organization. Father Felice Palomara noticed a strange smell coming from the chalice. Bleach had been poured into the liturgical vessels. Laboratory analysis later confirmed. Realizing what was happening, he was forced to interrupt the liturgy to report the incident to the local police. Days prior, the priest's car had been damaged by unidentified vandals, and their local bishop expressed his solidarity with the priest and denounced the intimidation action by the mafia. In addition, Father Francesco Pontoriero, also of the same diocese, had received explicit death threats in recent days. The two priests were presumably targeted for their constant commitment to the rule of law and their struggle against the mafia. 
The Port of Portland will delay its opening of the new main terminal at Portland International Airport, PDX, due to safety concerns. The original opening date was set for the end of May. A rescheduled date has not yet been determined, but Port of Portland officials anticipate having an update opening time frame to share by late March. The new main terminal is the centerpiece of a broader overhaul that the Port of Portland refers to as PDX Next, which got underway in 2019. The overhaul also includes the new Concourse B, a new car rental center, and a redesigned transit hub. Most of the other components have already opened. The main terminal is the last piece of Phase 1 and was scheduled to open in late May. The Port of Portland initially said, though, further construction is in the works until the year 2025. In a meeting yesterday, Evergreen School District in Vancouver laid out their recommendations to shave $20 million from their next school year budget. While there are potential administrator furloughs and a freeze on new curriculum additions, almost all will be staff cuts. The district says they gave staff the heads up last week as to who would be impacted. And according to Evergreen Public Schools, these include 30 positions in the district office, 19 district-wide staff, 22 positions in elementary schools, 60 positions in middle and high schools and nine positions in specialty schools. In all, the savings looks to be $19 million and a half dollars. And in sports, a great start for the Catholic schools in the OSAA 6A Boys Basketball State Championships. Number one seed Central Catholic took down North Medford 84-56. They'll face Mountainside on Friday in the next round. And further in the bracket, number eight Jesuit took out South Eugene 73-50 last night. They'll face South Medford Friday night. And tonight in uh, north of the state uh, border, there'll be a uh, elimination game being played between Seton Catholic and number 10 Meridian of Bellingham in the 1A state round of 12 in Washington. That's tonight in Yakima. Also on the girls' side, some games tonight in 6A. Sheldon is at Jesuit for a 6 o'clock tip, and Central Catholic is at South Medford. They'll tip that one at 6.30 tonight on the girls' side. Have you ever received a white elephant gift? Well, nowadays it seems to be more of a gag gift but and little value. But back in the day, a white elephant was a valuable possession, but the owners sometimes couldn't get rid of it or maintaining the cost and upkeep of it, well, made it worthless to the owner. And perhaps that's how Pope Leo X felt when he received a gift of a white elephant from King Manuel of Portugal, <laughs> which in fact was a real white <laughs> elephant like with the, with the trunk and everything pope leo was a popular leader who helped to keep peace between european rivals and encouraged portugal in its exploration and discoveries in the americas so imagine in the context in which an elephant would arrive in medieval rome in 1514 no national geographic magazines no cameras and there weren't even very many sketches of animals that people would be able to see an Africa from Asia. Can you imagine? Yeah, an yeah. elephant. So most people in Italy had never even seen this kind of an animal. And what a wonderful beast and a gift it was when King Manuel and his elephant named Hanno was transported by land and sea to the city of Rome. According to legend, the animal was led down the main thoroughfare where is near the Via della Conciliazione today and brought before Pope Leo. 
As it approached the papal throne, its trainer gave a command and the elephant genuflected on one knee, thrilling the audiences. Now, Hanno's arrival was commemorated in sketches and woodcuts at the time in the story of his arrival, even immortalized in poetry. Hanno became a treasured addition to papal collection and was a favorite possession through the streets of Rome. Now, a special building was erected to the house and a large for the large animal located right between St. Peter's Basilica and the Apostolic Palace. But Hanno's time at the Vatican was short. Just two years after it arrived, the great animal got sick and died. And Pope Leo right there by his side. Now, as befitting a member of royalty, Hanno was memorialized in a fresco by the artist Raphael and Pope Leo himself composed the epitaph. And it says, under this great hill, I lie buried mighty elephant, which the King Manuel, having conquered the Orient, sent as captive to Pope Leo X, at which the Roman people martyred, marveled a beast not seen for a long time. So I was looking. So the first zoo opened in Vienna, Austria in 1752. I've been there. It's it's quite amazing. You said 1514. 15, yeah, 200 years 200 before 200 years that. before the first zoo. So those people were just probably am- amazed, amazed, stupefied. Yeah, Absolutely. it's like something from another planet. When If you think about that, if you've never seen a, a, an elephant before, we're used to seeing them, right? How unusual with the We've trunk. We've got one within a mile or yeah. a few of them within I, a mile I mean, from here. I could just imagine them thinking this is just <laughs> out of this world. Ah, oh, poor Hannah. Poor Hannah. <laughs> it's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Probably one of the tastiest events on our community calendar. This Friday, it's the Knights of Columbus Fish Fry at the Proto-Cathedral mm. of St. James the Greater. Come and join this meal before weekly confessions at 6 and Stations of the Cross at 7. On the menu, fried or baked fish, clam chowder, mac and cheese. All meals come with fries and coleslaw. I might have to go try that and report back for you guys so that I can give a better report of it next week for the community I like calendar. That. I, I think we'll put <laughs> you, you on assignment, Eric. Yeah, there you go. Uh, well, for these and more <laughs> events in our Catholic community, go online, materdayradio.com, or find it on the Hail Mary Media app. And it'll tell you where to go with integration with your car's mapping system. Well, we will continue a a very, very honest and open forthright interview with Mary Lineberg. She's going to be leading a wonderful women's Lenten retreat for the Santiam Vicariate. She's an amazing lady. Brenda continues her conversation with her after we check that wet and rainy forecast next at Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. St. Benedict tells us to love fasting and chastity, a very tall order. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. We probably find each of those things difficult and often do not feel like loving them at all. But in his rule, St. Benedict reminds us that love is not just a good feeling. He teaches us that love is always a deliberate, intentional choice. Such choices take sacrifice and discipline, and that's where fasting and chastity come in. 
Their frequent practice can teach us self-control and help us in the hard work of becoming steadfast and strong in love. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com, O-N-E-MinuteMonk.com. The next time we are struggling for self-control and not feeling particularly happy about it, we'll make it easier if we remind ourselves that we are training to become perfect in love. Modern Day Radio's Leadership Circle connects through AllSource Communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? AllSource Communications is an independent local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at allsourcecommunications.com. That's allsourcecommunications.com. Or call 503-967-4887 for AllSource Communications. Connecting Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. One of the many ways you can help Mater Dei Radio is by supporting our Leadership Circle members. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs. Our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. How can you find out more about our Leadership Circle members? Go to our website at materdayradio.com and click on the Get Involved menu. You'll be learning about a great group of people. It is 843 here at Mater Day Radio, high of 53, low of 38 today, 100% chance of precipitation, and we're seeing that come down right here at the studio. Gusty winds today up to 36 miles an hour, so beware of trees or any sort of falling debris there, heavy snow expected in the mountains. 45% chance of wintry mix Friday night. Other than that, it's just going to be a wet rest of the week. Currently 48 degrees at the Proto-Cathedral of St. James the Greater in Vancouver. And it's 47 here in Beaverton at St. Cecilia Catholic Church and School. And I am back with the wonderful Mary Lenneberg. Mary is an acclaimed Catholic speaker and author of the books, Be Brave in the Scared and Be Bold in the Broken. And Mary's going to be sharing her journey through personal loss and an inspiring message of faith at this year's 2024 Women's Retreat Empowered by Hope. It is put on by the Santium Vicariate and will be held at Immaculate Conception Parish Center. Mary, thanks so much for staying with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Mary, Lent is a perfect opportunity. We use these weeks of Lent as we journey with Christ towards Calvary in that beautiful Easter morning. Women who will be joining us on that day will have the presence of you to talk to them at three specific topics that I would love to talk to you about. We're starting with consolation and finding God in the consolation. Tell our listeners just a little bit about the theme of your first discussion. Sure. So it's it's called Embracing God's Consolation and Hardships. And it's really kind of speaking to the need of, of women today everywhere that um, are seeking God for comfort and for hope, especially when they are facing the struggles uh, of everyday life. It could be uh, that a child has left the faith, or someone is sick, or we have aging parents, or financial issues, health issues, whatever it is. We are, as human beings, we are constantly in struggle, right? Because we're not in heaven yet. So this is a talk that's really kind of geared toward um, when I shared Isaiah 41.10 earlier, you know, don't fear because I'm with you, and how we can seek that connection with the Lord 
and and receive that consola- consolation in the midst of the hardship. You know, it's about resilience. It's about fortitude and perseverance and having the trust in the promises that God has made us, that he will be there for us and that he will never leave us and that he is faithful and true. And it's, and I'll share more of my personal journey through that because I had to learn that. Mm. And I really had to learn it the hard way. I had to learn it by, by not having that trust and, and letting, and letting the Lord come in and build, uh, slowly but surely, my faith and my trust in Him and, and just how He always showed up for me. So that's where we begin our day that day. Okay. Mary, as any women has, we love to carry these big purses around with us, and we fill it with that guilt, and we fill it with that those struggles and finances and children worries and faith worries, and we carry all of that around with us all the time, and it makes it difficult to walk in the Lord. So your next discussion is talking about walking in freedom. There is a way for us to set that big purse down, and it is through confession. Tell our listeners more. Yes, I'm really excited about this talk because it's really, it gets down to the nitty gritty of the condition of our soul, right? This is a beautiful opportunity as we walk toward uh, Holy Week in Lent, toward the end there where we're, we're going to be celebrating you know, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's a beautiful opportunity for us to really examine what's going on inside our hearts and our souls. What am I hanging on to? What resentments do I have? What unforgiveness do I have? What sin exists there? My shame, my, you know, wanting to hide from the Lord. What do we need to kind of look at um, so that we can let go and let God? I know it's, it seems so cheesy to paraphrase it that way, but that's really as simple as it needs to be. You know, we need to let go of that past sin and that past shame. We need to let go of all of that luggage that we've been carrying around from our families of origin, from what happened, you know, 10, 15 years ago, what happened last week. You know, we have this beautiful opportunity to meet the Lord in confession in this beautiful sacrament. We'll be having a holy hour as well, and to be able to let Him you know, take it from us because he, he already did. You know, he already knows the condition of our heart and our soul. He hung on the cross for us. He loved us so much that he gave his own life for us. So this is a beautiful way of kind of looking at the cross and honoring the gift that he gave us by letting go of the things that he's already suffered for. He's already paid the price for us. He loves us that much. And there's no need for us to carry it with us anymore. It, the price has been paid. So this is a beautiful mm opportunity to kind of walk in the freedom of God's mercy, God's grace, and God's forgiveness. I just That is so perfect because for so many of us, when our arms and our bags gets full, we just go for a bigger one so we can carry more and more and more. And it is, it's such a burden and it's wonderful to just let it go, just set it down and let it go. Christ said, my burden is light. Just you know, follow me. And while it does seem difficult in the moment, boy, to journey together is so very important, especially for women. And for areas like the Santium Vicariate, they are kind of separated from each other. Even within the Portland area where there's so many people around, it can be very isolating. And your third discussion talks a little bit about roles and relationships and the connection that we have. Tell our listeners how you're going to bring all of this together. Well, our final our final uh, talk that day is really about the challenges we face in our daily lives, you know, balancing work and family responsibilities and navigating relationships 
and embracing who we are and out each of our unique feminine genius. You know, we've each been given these gifts of communication, these gifts of, of serving, of being mother, whether we're mother of body or just mother of spirit. And, you know, we want to talk about the idea of, of the importance of belonging, right? Not fitting in. Fitting in is where you change yourself in order to, to, to fit some mold. Belonging is, is where people accept and bring you in just as you are, right? And that's what we want. We want to walk in these com- in community and we want to belong to our parish communities. And we want a place where we are loved for who we are and we're seen for who we are and we're known for who we are. And so this is an opportunity to kind of talk about how do we do that? How do we empower one another to be like Mary in the garden? She received our Lord from the Holy Spirit, and then she went in haste to serve another woman. And so we're going to be walking through um, the scripture of, of Proverbs thirty-one twenty-five, which is she is clothed with strength and beauty, and she can laugh at the days to come, right? Because there is joy in our heart. There is hope in our hearts that we um, that the Lord is going to send us who we need uh, to journey with us through life. And so we want to really encourage the community there to kind of be more open to one another, to reach out across the table and, you know, across the town and and gather in, shall we say, mm-hmm. to um, make sure that they have support for one another, that there is a safe place to listen people that are lifting them up in prayer. And we'll talk about some practical ways that you can make that happen in a community of believers. It is sure to be such a wonderful morning. And Mary, I cannot think of a better leader for this day retreat for women. Well, then you and we are again are looking so forward to having you in the area for this event. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we look forward to having you here on March 9th. Thank you for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you have a wonderful day, and I cannot wait to see everyone on March 9th. Oh, have safe journeys, and we will see you on March 9th. Again, that is Mary Lenneberg. So the 2024 Women's Retreat, Empowered by Hope, a day of consolation, connection, and freedom. It is coming up on Saturday, March 9th. Pre-registration is now open. We'll close on March 5th. Lunch will be provided, and a free will offering will be taken. It is being held at Immaculate Conception Parish Center. I will be sure to add all the information about the event so that way you can get right to the pre-registration. You'll find those links and more information about Mary on the podcast of this interview, MatraDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary media app. 852 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Congratulations to Visitation Catholic Church and School in Verbort, our parish of the week. And we want to make your parish our next parish of the week. But we have to hear from you. Drop us an email, info, I-N-F-O, at materdayradio.com. Tell us why we should pick your parish as our parish of the week. And then Tuesday morning at 840, we could be calling out that name here on the morning. Blend at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503 252 1722. That's 503-252-1722. 
Gibran Zogby's State Farm Agency in Hillsboro is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle, offering coverage in Oregon, Washington, and Idaho with personal service, claims, and 24-7 assistance. Gibran's team will take the time to understand your situation and choose coverages just for you. Reach Gibran's office at gnzinsurance.com or 503-649-9514. Gibran Zogby's State Farm Agency in Hillsboro at gnzinsurance.com. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio. 854 of Mater Day Radio. Last check of weather. Rain, 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 and wind. <laughs> 36 mile per hour Ooh. wind out there. So be careful. High headed up to 51. That chance of rain 100%. And it's coming down right now in Puddle Town. 46 degrees in Portland. And closing out our show today, we're going to our favorite, Matt Marr. What a friend. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Everybody has trials and temptation. Everybody knows heartbreak, isolation.
Jesus East to west my sins are gone Virgin Mary, out of Canada. That is Matt Marr, and what a friend. It's 859. Ooh! Wow. Man, he got my heart pumping. Isn't that, that, that is so exhilarating. I hopefully that sends you off. That's a cardio. <laughs> That's a good workout. <laughs> oh, speaking of good workouts, this rain today is probably not going to be very benefiting to your walking I'll schedule. I'll be in it. I'll be wearing Do you walk shot. in the rain, too? I do, indeed. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yeah. Well, walk for me, too, because I do not walk in the rain. I walk a little slower, though. Do you? <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh, well, we hope that you have a very blessed day. Rain or shine, the joy of our Catholic faith is always with us. I'm glad you're my friend. I am your friend. So <laughs> We're like, all friends I, here. I'm glad you think that because not people don't always think that's the case. <laughs> Listen to last week's view from the pew. I could be a handful. Let me just say. <laughs> oh, well, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend. It is Wednesday. That means... Miriam Marston going to be blazing the trail this evening at 7.30. Of course, you can catch the podcast on the Hail Mary media app. We hope you have a very blessed day. God bless you.